hello from our little Your Harrogate podcast in the week when it started getting very, very dark very, very early and it rained a lot because the kids were off for half term, ofs, and well, it's just very winter, isn't it? So listen, we can warm you up this winter with our sponsors, MJ Rider. So any boiler issues, they are the people to ring on 01423 540021. Ring that number, speak to Rianne, 01423 540021. This is the Your Harrogate Podcast, sponsored by MJ Ryder, keeping you and your family warm this winter. Now, please welcome your host, Nick Hancock. Podcast 5 with me, Nick Hancock, from Your Harrogate. Thank you for listening, and if you've never listened before, welcome. This is just all the local stuff, all the good local stuff that's going on around the Harrogate district, including our very special guests in a couple of minutes' time, Simon Cotton and David Ritson, who organised the Harrogate Hospitality and Tourism Awards at the Royal Hall, but not this year. They've been postponed twice, and, well, there's a different idea for this year's awards, and we're going to hear about that in a minute. And that is the theme, isn't it, of, of stuff going on. We've had a big story this week on your Harrogate's website about a virtual version of the Harrogate Christmas market, which is, of course, going to be greatly missed, and especially by some of those businesses down Montpellier who often get a lot of footfall when it's Christmas market time. And another one, and you might have seen this on our Facebook last week. We did a Facebook Live. I'll be honest, not one of my better ideas. At 7 o'clock on a Wednesday night, doing a Facebook Live on the stray. (laughs) Because it was just cold and dark, frankly. So anyway, there's going to be a virtual Harrogate bonfire. So normally the fireworks would be on the stray and I've got to say, well, I mean, I've seen all sorts. It's been like Glastonbury there. In fact, last year on the stray, it was like Glastonbury and I actually saw a guy lose his wellies in the mud on the straight last November for the bonfire. But anyway, it's always a really big night. And of course, get about 10,000 people from around Harrogate, you know, and people who live nearby from sort of Starbeck, Bilton, Hookstone, Leeds Road kind of way, all walk to come on the straight and watch the fireworks and everything. So it can't take place for obvious reasons this year. So there's going to be a virtual, virtual bonfire. And this is something that you can join in with. Half past six on Thursday the 5th of November it's called Shine a Light so we're all being asked to I don't know do something with a torch or a sparkler or if it is safe and it's not going to upset anybody do something with a firework and we're asking just to think about the people who've had a real rough time and of course there's loads of them in 2020 but it would be great if you would support this it's called Shine a Light organized by the Harrogate Round Table and I think we should all come together it's a bit like the Thursday night clap because we're all going to miss the stray bonfire so I think we should all come together for this and you can read all about it on our website yourharrogate.co.uk and keep watching our Facebook and Insta and Twitter because we'll be building up to it before Thursday the 5th of November 
This week on our Your Harrogate podcast, we are talking to Simon Cotton and David Ritson from Destination Harrogate, who organise one of the biggest nights of the year in Harrogate, the Hospitality and Tourism Awards, which is always a great night at the Royal Hall. Although, Simon, not this year. <laughs> no. <laughs> it should have been in June, and we... Um obviously had to postpone at that time when we were all in lockdown and we couldn't do it and we scheduled a date um, for October actually and um, that's obviously had to be cancelled as well sadly we really thought we'd be up and partying by now um, when we looked sort of five six months ago but here we are with in in some respects even tighter restrictions whilst we're not in lockdown um, we're having to face many other problems and and issues and hurdles so um, awards wise it's not happened yet this year and just before we talk about where we are at the moment just talk about the awards and the history of the awards the tourism industry so so big in Harrogate and this is this is a night and a build-up to a night where everybody will obviously quite rightly lets their hair down so this is all the people who normally look after all the visitors and people going out and about in Harrogate but it's also a real celebration of what is the biggest industry in Harrogate I think you've just said it all there. <laughs> you've not left me with anything else left to say. No. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks, Nick. Uh, so it, it, it is, as you say. I mean, it, it's something that um, back in 2007, eight, when I was chairman of Destination Harrogate then, put to the table said who fancies you know how how do we reward our frontline people uh, in our association Um, we had a chat about with the general managers around the table at the time David kind of put his hand up said great and I'd love this this is going to be great I want to help get on board so we said right well let's let's create some awards overnight it became well hang on a second rather than just rewarding the hotel staff um, if we're going to say I've got the best waiter in town, surely it needs to be the best waiter in town. Or if I've got the best waitress, you know, it's so we opened it up um, immediately before we even launched it to say, well, it should include every hospitality business, whether they're members of Destination Harrogate or not. And we launched and the first year was in 2008, nine. Um, and so we've been going about 12 years. And it's been a sellout every year. People um, seem to look forward to it for whatever reason every year. And it is a great night of celebration um, where the industry does come together, lets the hair down, which is really important to us, and celebrates the people who exactly are on the front line. So it's not about celebrating so much the businesses and saying this is the best restaurant, this is the best bar. It is about the individuals. It's who's the best bar person, who's the best chef who's the best team you know so much of it's about that and I think that's possibly part of the success of it as well and even though we say it hasn't happened yet um, officially we started voting it January finishing at the end of March so we have taken over 500 nominations over that period so we have got lots of you know people interested in being voting for their chef of the year waiter of the year bar person of the year so we have some really good stuff to work with and those, those, those categories they're hotly contested aren't they Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's some real competitive, uh, you know, mainly bars. <laughs> I can't think why that might be after a few, uh, you know, uh, drinks. Yeah. <laughs> We've had those wars. over the years. Yeah. Chef Wars. Yeah. Chef tends to get a bit, um, you know, uh, keen uh, on winning the award. And memorable moments from down the years. I mean, there have been some great presenters, haven't there, over the years. I didn't mean radio. I meant of the, <laughs> of the, actual, of the actual awards. I, I, tell you, I, tell you, I think my favourite was... Well, one of my favourites was Janet Street Porter. Yeah. How did you get Janet Street Porter? Um, 
I don't know. You Please. better tell that story. I don't know how she came about, actually. Um, I'm trying to think how we contacted. I contacted her through her agent only because we knew she lived um, in Wath, is it? Waith, um, out by Pateley Bridge. So um, it was important to us. It's very much a local thing, this. This is about Harrogate's hospitality wars. And that's Harrogate District. We always say it's not necessarily the town. Um, but we wanted people connected locally. So the first year um, we had Neil Morrissey and Richard Fox. So they owned and operated the punch bowl at Mark Martin Camp Grafton at the time. Um, we then went on and we had uh, the boys from Emmerdale, so Mark Charnock um, and Dominic Brunt, and they, they got involved. And then that's where we, we picked up, uh, uh, yeah, Janet, and also Rosemary Schrager, who, you know, has got local connections as well. So, um, and then the budget went out the window. <laughs> so the following year you had David and I. So, um, yeah. But it didn't change things, and that's what made it fun, I think. We, we, we tried to save on that budget of, booking a celebrity host and it went down really well and we threw more wine on the tables funnily enough that went down better yeah. that we spent the we spent the celebrity budget on more wine and beer it's, it's always always a great <laughs> night maybe for that reason yeah. uh, but it's always on a monday and it does make it an exceedingly long week why is it always on a monday i think traditionally that's the quiet night for for most bars and restaurants some people close or used to close on mondays um so it was giving them the opportunity that all of the team could come rather than just one or two of the you know the guys who were working so we've got we've got the nominations that came in at the start of the year and obviously there's there's plans talks ideas kicking about we're in a constant changing world aren't we but you've got some thoughts on on how to keep the awards alive for for this year well thankfully things like zoom and teams have become more prevalent these days so it's using that technology um, but of course with a twist maybe Yes, the one thing that no, I think the success of the awards has always been the informality and the fun of it. So we've put on um, a night in the Royal Hall every year where everybody dresses up. So there's a, in some respects, it's the formal venue which respects how important the awards are to people. And we we dress up and we have a great night, but we do it with a lot of fun behind it. So we don't get too stiff upper lip about Zoom it. Zoom can be a bit starchy, can't it? Yeah. Business meetings happen on Zoom and things, so we're keen not to have that. So we, we, we are, yeah, we, we, David and I have been um, working away behind the scenes to sort of say, could we deliver a version of the Harrogate Hospitality and Tourism Awards with as close to as much fun as if you were doing it live? Um, now, close as much wine? <laughs> yes, well, well even, yeah, actually, well, funny enough, well, yeah. even, even, even <laughs> including the wine and the drinks, um, because, you know, we've got a budget to work with and we're thinking if we can encourage people to maybe buy a takeaway in their bubble, in their six, in their team that they're working with, and it could be work colleagues, you know, that they, and encourage them to get together and order a takeaway. But if they do, we would provide the drinks for them to get them in the mood and get them joined in. So, yeah, actually, we, we want a version of the Harrogate Hospitality Awards just in your own home. It's a great idea. We'll keep us posted as all the plans develop. And it brings us on to talking about the hospitality industry having so much to cope with and as the year's gone on I mean it's just been as a hotelier David's the um, manager of the old Swan Hotel in Harrogate and as the year's gone on 
I mean, it just it changes almost on a daily basis what you're up against, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It's very uh, very fluid situation, isn't it? I guess the positive thing is that we're we're one more day closer to the end of the virus and the impact it has on people's lives and, and business. Um, we're very associated with the events, the festivals business, the weddings business, and it's been really traumatic year for them. Um, however, you know, we're working through that, and we've got some. Um, positive things to look forward to in the future and you know people will be able to celebrate in the future and we're looking forward to to those times and every every time i've ever been to a do at the old swan i remember coming to harrogate neighbors ball there the staff are so good on everything attention to detail the staff are so important to the guest experience so i guess a big challenge has been keeping the staff morale up in such uncertain times. That's very kind of you, thank you very much. Yeah, it has been, even though there's been less of them. Yeah. Obviously, we've had periods of closure and then periods of uh, limited operations, so there's been less people working very hard, which has been really weird, you know, and we've had a lot of people who've been furloughed, which has been strange for them, I guess, um, but it's also been strange for the people who've been working under restrictions and, and different circumstances. I've never had a hotel in my life, and I've worked in hotels for more than 30 years, where you've closed the front door and you've, you know, you've locked it up and it's been closed as a business. So it's been unprecedented times and uh, you know, we just look forward to the future when, when times are better. And it is obviously all about guest experience and, and where we're at at the moment, are the guests still having the same sort of experience as ever really staying at a hotel? I think so. I, I mean, I think people are getting confused at the moment with changes in the, the guidance and, and, you know, quite rightly, people are also looking to get away from it. So they don't want, you know, uh, things uh, too much uh, in, the, in the face, to speak. Um, so but people are used to wearing masks and, and, you know, people at the Old Swan have been very gracious and understanding of things. So yeah. we're thankful for that. I think I think there's a sort of acceptance, isn't there, for most people that if you if you if you go and stay or you come out and about, you're accepting that you're you're in the hustle and bustle of everything. Yeah, without question, I, people are craving wanting normality. You know, who, who doesn't? You know, who want who doesn't want to have a nice time, a good time? So, most people, without question, are respectful of the rules. They understand. They get it. This isn't any any one business imposing extra restrictions on things. We're trying to do trying to respect the rules all the guidelines do everything keeping everybody safe but then on top of that trying to provide as closer to normality experience as possible so once you're in once you've tracked and traced and you've done your hands and you've worn your mask to get to the table once you've sat down you've got your menu in your hand or you, you know you're looking at it online which we're doing a lot with apps now from there on in the experience should be as close to, to as normal as possible so you get great service you get great product in terms of drinks in terms of food and, and and you know you have a nice time in a great atmosphere pay the bill and go home and it's been as close to normal as possible so our guys are working really hard for that and that's what they enjoy doing as well you know nobody wants to be walking around in this sterile clinical very you know um, almost as if you're working in a hospital environment nobody wants that the customers don't the staff don't but obviously we're doing it in a safe way um, and I think hospitality are leading the way not just here in Harrogate nationally um, you know there's no there's no evidence I've not seen any evidence that says hospitality is a driver of this um, you know infect infection rates of the virus if anything we provide a very very safe environment because we've invested thousands and thousands of, of both pounds and man hours um, into ensuring the safety of both our customers, our guests, and our staff, 
and it's proven through the fact that we haven't got infection rates you know we haven't got people tracking and tracing it's been virtually none across the industry in Harrogate um, that uh, people have been tracked and traced to, to passing the virus in a hospitality business I like a pub that's a restaurant thing, isn't it people can't really add it up you know you can't you can't have a wedding for more than 15 people but you can fly on an airplane with people you don't know and, and that sort of contradiction I think is, is tricky for people to understand yeah. and you know of course people have been trying to get married and, and are very upset about not being able to and I think that's one of the restrictions which is, is really you know not being helpful but uh, as Simon said we're operating safely we're operating within the COVID-19 guidelines and uh, making sure people have a great experience. Do you think the hospitality industry has taken a bit of a kick in them really over it? I, I do I mean I've been a, a big fan and supporter of the government I think Boris and, and Rishi I think they've done a fantastic job through the, the bulk of this and they were on a sort of no-win situation really I mean who would want to be running the country in a time of crisis like this so I think you know the furlough scheme was fantastic it was second to none in the world I think the you know the, the help with VAT the help with the rates the help with you know the eat out to help out scheme was phenomenal so they've done so many good things um, but just in the last few weeks I, I feel they've sort of hit a bit of a wall I think this 10 p.m. curfew is just a nonsense. The fact that you can have a drink at half past nine at night and you're kind of COVID safe free, but at five past ten, whoo, everybody quick, dive for cover because it's, it's coming for you. It's just ludicrous. Um, I think, you know, the thing about, well, people will drink less and we get them home earlier. Well, they won't because there's those that want it. They'll go out earlier or, of course, they'll go out onto the streets, as we've seen on the news, or they'll go back to people's houses and have parties. And actually doing all of that takes away all this sort of safety that we've put in place in our venues. So if you've got people crowding on the streets in their hundreds um, all singing and dancing and we've seen it all online you know whether it be in London or in Liverpool or in you know in York on the first weekend um, that kind of defeats everything that the governments are trying is trying to achieve um, which we can achieve if we kept people safely in our venues with a maximum of six people around the table socially distance with, with, with hand sanitizers, with masks, with our staff controlling um, how they have a good time and, you know, on the night in a safe environment. And so I, I, I'm not a fan of the 10 p.m. curfew. I don't think it works at all. I think it's ludicrous and it needs to be pulled straight away. Um, and I think the sort of tier system isn't the greatest. I understand and respect why they need to do something. Um, tier one seems to be okay. Um, and tier three sort of has some merit in it but tier two is a nonsense it's a it's a neither here nor there it sort of penalizes businesses and restricts you to operating with no financial support so it kind of doesn't really stack up in my book it's really interesting isn't it on the on the 10 p.m curfew because it, it would appear that it was sort of the trade-off it was either it was to find a halfway house between being being closed down it was a, a halfway house to stay open but clearly staying open with so many restrictions makes it exceedingly exceedingly hard to, to operate. Do you find that you're having to be the, the COVID policeman a lot with sort of what guests are, are asking and things? Yeah, there is some of that. I mean, personally, I, I don't think the curfew, it doesn't affect my business as much as it does Simon's. He's got a high street restaurant and, and bar. Um, which is very popular and, and goes on later to the night. It doesn't affect my business so much. The wedding business obviously is, is decimated and that affects my business. Um, in terms of the tiers, you know, I think rather do local lockdowns than do national lockdown. You know, why, why penalise everybody for areas where 
uh, it's proven that the hospitals are struggling to cope, the NHS can't cope, which is where we started this whole thing, protecting the NHS. So I can see some logic to it, uh, but I understand individually you know, how it affects business. Um, but I think, you know, in terms of your question, are we the COVID police? Sounds very formal, doesn't it? We, we try not to be. We're here for advice, and you know we only get the same advice everybody else gets, um, and we just look for people to come along and support us. Yeah, and I think it almost comes full circle back to where we started the conversation with with the awards. The the people on the front line who are in the pubs and the hotels and the restaurants when we're going out and about, we we are looking to them to to give a really great experience, aren't we? Yeah, well, this is it. People, we're, 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 as the old saying goes, we're here it's for a, been the same, hasn't we're, it? Yeah, you know, we're here for a good time, a not a long time. And you know, it, it's exactly that. It, and hospitality is all about that. You know, you can sit at home and have a meal any day of the week. You can you can open your own fridge and have a can of lager, but that's you know that doesn't give you the entertainment value that going out and enjoying hospitality about having a great atmosphere receiving great service you know eating some amazing food that's been created by very talented chefs that's the whole thing hospitality is the whole round package of um, having a great time out and uh, you know it's important to us that we keep that at the forefront of our minds you know in Harrogate there's no question it's um, it to me it's the backbone of the economy around here you know hospitality and tourism whether that's business tourism leisure tourism but so all businesses as David just said we're, we're affected in different ways because we have different types of markets whether you're restaurants bars hotels set up you know if you're normally used to getting business guests you're suffering more than you are if you set up to get leisure guests for instance um, uh, we don't do an awful lot of weddings in our business David does so his business is affected far more so it, it, it's difficult um, when you look around and look at the rules and say well this is affecting me more than the other person that's not fair um, but as I say, we I suppose we've got to keep our keep our focus on the end goal. And David said as well, we're one day closer. Always, every morning you wake up, and you think we're one day closer. We've got to be to the end of this rather than the start. And uh, uh, keep our goal on, on looking after people, making sure they're safe, but also ensuring they have a good time. And sometimes people don't necessarily always join the dots. That that this is a massive employer. This industry is a massive employer in Harrogate. So it is absolutely vital to the future of the local economy. Uh, uh, that's the bit I'm worried about. Is we're going into winter now. Here we are. You know, sitting here recording this with the leaves falling around us on the trees. You know, it's the beginning of the winter. I'm really, really worried for the where, where we'll be at the end of the winter. We're going in. You know, arriving to next spring. Um, depending on what what help, additional help the government give to hospitality and tourism businesses, um, yeah, because it's tricky, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's very difficult to do a, a forecast right now. That's for sure. Yeah, and as Christmas. soon as as soon as you put, as soon as the government say there'll be an announcement on Monday, they keep saying, saying that on Thursdays and Fridays. That kind of decimates <laughs> everything. It's horrendous. But oh, seriously, because the phones just stop ringing. Because yeah. everybody goes, oh well, I won't arrange anything till next Monday night because I don't know what the rules are going to be. So. I wish they would just come out with the rules, be crystal clear, um, and just uh, you know keep us up to date rather than this sort of tidbits of we're going to do an announcement next week. <laughs> All right, what will it be? No idea. So uh, that that makes things a little bit tough, but. Um we're all in it together, as they say. Come on, end with something positive, Simon. Come yeah. on. <laughs> well, Chris, Christmas could be positive, couldn't it? No. <laughs> well, I mean, but I think, I think, I think with, I think with, with Christmas, 
it's it's you, you can't have a works Christmas party. But I mean, a lot of things always used to go wrong at our works Christmas parties. So <laughs> Could be a good thing, I guess. <laughs> but then, but then <laughs> I the guess phones a copy won't get used as much. As I guess <laughs> I guess there's going to be I guess there's going to be people are going to be people are going to be more family focused, aren't they? And and and. Um, and, and hotels, pubs, restaurants do have do have great offers for 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 you know people's household groups, don't they? To be fair, yeah, I, I think I was sorry I was going to jump in earlier, but I think the key thing for hotels and our industry is that we're very resilient. You know, we always try and find a way. Here we are talking about doing a an awards, which normally we have about 400 people at the Royal Hall. Um, we're not going to have that, but we might have it you know slightly differently. We're finding a way to do it. We're trying to find a way through the restrictions and how we can reach out to people who you know deserve to be recognised. That's the bottom line, isn't it? I think the thing I found strange is, but a year ago we were just concerned about there being a bit of muddy grass on the stray. <laughs> And we thought we thought that was a big problem. And it's grown back, I understand. Yeah. Apparently it's the wrong shade, but other well, than that. You can't have everything though, you can't have everything. Well when 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 we have um, some plans for the for the awards, you'll you have to let us know. We'll have an exclusive on that please, if that's okay. Absolutely. You'll hear it here first, as they say. Yeah, great stuff. So um, thank you very much for your time. Simon and David from Destination Harrogate and best of luck for the coming weeks. Thank you. Thanks, thank you. The What's Hot Guide with DoorsDirect.co.uk For made-to-measure sliding wardrobe doors and interiors, visit DoorsDirect.co.uk Hello again, it's time for your weekly What's Hot Guide and a look at what's happening in the Harrogate area this coming week. Now, we were all so disappointed when the annual fireworks on the Stray were cancelled due to COVID-19, but the events organisers are still asking everyone to come together and celebrate the 5th of November from the safety of their own home. Harrogate Roundtable's Shine a Light event is asking everyone to step into their gardens at 6.30 on Thursday the 5th of November and shine a light into the air whilst giving an applause and a cheer. Now that light can be a torch, a sparkler or a firework if it's safe to do so, but the idea is that the community comes together as they normally would on bonfire night if it were under normal circumstances. Now Shine a Light will be taking place on Thursday the 5th of November and if you want to read a bit more about it, head to yourharrogate.co.uk. And it's around this time of year that we would start looking ahead to the Harrogate Christmas market. But for obvious reasons, it will not be going ahead as normal this year. But that doesn't mean you still can't get your usual feel of Christmas knickknacks and homemade gifts, as the event, like so many others, has moved online. The virtual Harrogate Christmas market on Facebook is providing an online marketplace for sellers to have their own virtual stall and for buyers to grab their usual selection of gifts and decorations. That's online now, just search the virtual Harrogate Christmas Market and check it out. And that's it for your weekly What's Hot Guide. Be sure to check out a list of all the upcoming events at yourharrogate.co.uk and don't forget to submit your own events for your chance to feature. The What's Hot Guide with doorsdirect.co.uk For made-to-measure sliding wardrobe doors and interiors, visit doorsdirect.co.uk. Thank you, little Ben, and thank you for listening to this week's podcast from Your Harrogate. Thank you to our special guests, Simon Cotton and David Ritson. And of course, big thanks, big love to our sponsors, 
MJ Ryder Plumbing and Heating. And next week on the podcast, we've got a couple of guests. One of them is somebody who you'll see out and about holding a placard. It's Harry, who does those walking tours around Harrogate Town Centre. One of my favourite people. So you're going to hear his story next week on the podcast. There's loads and loads and loads of brilliant competitions on our Your Harrogate website, including an amazing prize worth two grand from Doors Direct. This is wardrobes to make your house super swanky in 2021 we've also got your chance to win an overnight stay at a very nice hotel in york and afternoon tea at rudding park you can win all that stuff if you go and have a look at your harrogate.co.uk